like the Mad Libs? I always loved the Mad Libs. I, uh, I, for the days of screens in the car, which would have been my childhood, we ticked off miles and miles and miles uh, asking for adjectives and nouns and plural nouns and, and uh, proper nouns and, and verbs and all those kind of things. They, we'd uh, fill them in the blanks and then you'd read the, uh, the familiar story, but it would get all changed up with all these, these things. And sometimes the funniest parts I've found uh, when, we, when you ask for adjectives. Uh, for those of you playing at home, adjectives are describing words. Um, I know it's Christmas break and we're not paying attention to that probably yet, but I always went for the gross ones. I was just, that was just me as a preteen boy, uh, you know, juice things up a little bit with words like slimy or greasy or putrid or stinky. I mean, there's nothing like sliding a good stinky into a story that just makes it awesome, right? I mean, it's just, so adjectives always made a big difference. Changing the adjectives can change the whole story. And adjectives are in a very important part in the Christmas story in the Bible, and they really do make a big difference. Uh, and we're going to read uh, that story. We read part of it this morning with the kids, but I want to read it again from Luke chapter 2, where the shepherds are on the hillside and the angels uh, uh, appear to them. And uh, specifically, we're going to look at some of the describing words in that passage. Luke chapter 2, verses 8 through 20. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherd said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. The message of the angel to the shepherds that night had some, some key adjectives that really made a big difference. They said, I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Good news of great joy for all the people. Changing any of those describing words really changes the whole story. Uh, It would have been different if they said, I bring you bad news of average joy for some people. Right? Or I bring you mediocre news of little joy for a few people, or I bring you stinky news of slimy joy for greasy people. I mean, it would have been a completely different story. It changes everything. Uh, so you get the idea. It's, it's not bad news. It's not so-so news. It's good news. And it's not a, a tiny bit of joy or just regular old joy. It is great joy. And it's not just for some of the people or a few of the people or just the greasy people. It's for all the people. And in that, there is a formula that you can take to the bank every day of the week. Good news for all the people is always going to equal great joy. 
Good news for all the people equals great joy. Always has, always will. And that makes sense. I mean, if, if I get good news, it brings me joy and happiness, right? Um, if, there, if there's good news for, that affects a lot of people, then there's even more joy and happiness. But if there's good news for everyone, I mean, that's great joy and happiness. The problem is, since when is there ever good news for everyone? I mean, any good news seems like it's hard to come by. There, there seems to be more bad news than, than they can even report in the 24-hour news cycle these days. I mean, the bad news is what sells, so they just keep telling it to us, and good news is hard to come by. Actually, most of the time, it's a mixed bag, right? Uh, not all news is, uh, is all good or all bad. Uh, a lot of times, it's, it, it's both. I, you've heard the jokes. I ran across a list of, uh, you know, I got some good news and some bad news, right? Those are... Well, this is, uh, this is a list for, um, for pastors, so maybe I'm the only one that's going to chuckle at these. Um, I've got to chuckle at them many times as I wrote it down and as I read over this, and now I get to do it one more time. So, uh, good news, pastor. I've got some good news and bad news. The good news is you baptized seven people today in the river. The bad news is you lost two in the current. I've got some good news and bad news, Pastor. The good news is that the church women's group voted to send you a get well card. The bad news is the vote only passed nine to eight. Pastor, the good news is that the church board accepted your job description just the way you wrote it. The bad news is they were so inspired by it that they formed a search committee to find somebody who was capable of filling the position. Pastor, the good news is that church attendance rose dramatically over the last three weeks. The bad news is you've been on vacation the last three weeks weeks. Good news, pastor. The youth group in your church just dropped by your house for a visit. Bad news is it was 2 a.m. and they all had toilet paper. (laughs) Good news, pastor. Mrs. Jones is wild about your sermons. Uh, But the bad news is Mrs. Jones is also wild about the bachelorette, days of our lives, and 90-day fiance. So there you go. It's very rare for there to be uh, good news without some not-so-good news thrown in the mix. And uh, virtually all the time, the, the good news, good or bad, doesn't always apply to everyone. I mean, I could say uh, a few weeks ago, I, I could proclaim, and I believe I did, uh, good news, Ohio State beat Michigan. That's only good news if you're a Buckeye fan, right? It's not so good news for those of you who choose to think wrongly. So, uh, that... Just kidding, I'm just kidding. Good news, we won the war, that's great. You know, you see, think back to times and you see it on the, uh, uh, the newspaper, the headlines and all that. Good news, we won, well that's, that's good news for those that won the war. It's not so good news for those who just surrendered, right? It's not for all people. Good news, the, the, your company is recording record earnings and that's good news except for the employees who got laid off so that they could... <laughs> Uh, record record earnings or for the other three businesses that they put out of business so that this company could succeed. It's not always good news uh, for for everyone. Usually it's good news for some and not so good news. And it's not necessarily that it's bad news for others. A lot of times it just doesn't apply to others. I I mean, uh, maybe I just don't care. Um, Maybe I don't have a, a vested interest in it, right? My good news probably doesn't impact you. I get good news about something, well, oh, it's good for you, but it doesn't really affect me, right? It's very rare for all people to have good news. All the people, everyone. But the angel's message was very clear. Good news for all the people 
And so because of that, it's going to produce great joy. I mean, the angels are, prob- are, are obviously filled with joy here. I mean, all of heaven is rejoicing. God's plan is in motion. Salvation is finally coming to the world. Uh, God is now with humanity. Um, and when the angels are proclaiming that out on the, uh, out on the hillside, Jesus has already been born. Uh, there, there is born to you this day a, a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Uh, salvation is, is coming. I mean, there's a spontaneous angel choir. Glory to God in the highest. Um, it's good news. It's the greatest news. Uh, the, the host of heavenly angels are proclaiming uh, from the top of their lungs, good news, great joy, all people, except the only problem is that they're out on the backside of a hill in this obscure little part of a little town called Bethlehem, talking to <laughs> shepherds. I, I mean, it, it wasn't the best PR move is all I'm saying. My marketing background might say you should maybe market things a little bit differently here. Maybe, maybe you've heard about shepherds back in those days. You've probably heard a pastor telling you something about all the evils of all those shepherds back in the day. I mean, they didn't have the greatest reputation. Shepherding was not the most glamorous job to have. Uh, I mean, if we're coming up with adjectives to describe them, we could probably just use those preteen boy words that we talked about earlier. They were stinky and greasy and slimy. Maybe even a little putrid, okay? They were, they were, these were not the, the top of society's ladder. In fact, they were almost at the bottom rung of society's ladder. They were warm bodies who weren't much good for anything else other than making dumb animals stay alive long enough to get sacrificed at the temple. Uh, it, it just does not make logical sense. that, And, and I think we need to grasp this because, because we just have grown up with, maybe you've grown up with, uh, you know, the, the manger scene and there's just shepherds and that's just part of the story. And, and so, yeah, that's just what happened. But, but it does not make any sense whatsoever that good news of great joy that was for every person in the world would only be proclaimed in the middle of a night to an obs- on an obscure hillside uh, to even more obscure shepherds. Of course, I guess it could be that, that God knew that these simple shepherds might just be open enough to hear that good news and believe it. It could be that the, that those blue-collar guys with sullied reputations camping out on the hills, minding their own business, uh, I mean, they were working on Christmas, no less. I mean, this is, this. get that? No, never mind. You'll get it later. And, and, and all of a sudden, they receive one of the most amazing messages that's ever been communicated. A savior has been born. God in the flesh. It's good news for all the people. So maybe, maybe God knew what he was doing because maybe by telling that good news of great joy to those shepherds, he knew that they'd realize that it was even for them at the bottom of society's ladder. And that the the, the good news would spread up the chain, so to speak, to all the people. Maybe God knew what he was doing. See, these guys seemed to get it right away. They, they didn't question it. They didn't say, uh, what in the world's going on here? Yeah, right, sure. They, they, they seemed to get it right away. They, 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 they realized that this news was for them, but it wasn't just for them. They had been recruited. Just a few words on the hillside with the, the, the angels, they had been recruited to carry out this mission. And so they were now co- continuing the mission that the angels had started to, to, to go and see and then to spread the word. 
I mean, you know how it is when you have good news. Uh, most of us want to want to share it with somebody. And, and if it's good news of, of great joy for all the people, then that's who needed to hear it, all the people. So that's exactly what the shepherds did. In the old King James Version that, uh, that, that, that I learned as a boy, verse 16 says, and they came with haste. And I always thought that was either the only shepherd where we knew his name or it was one of the sheep uh, named Haste, right? Turns out it means they hurried really fast. <laughs> and uh, so if, if you're reading one of the uh, more contemporary uh, uh, versions, then you don't get that joke and that's okay. But uh, they, they hurried off. They scurried toward town. They, they couldn't wait. They immediately took off. They had a mission. Now I'm assuming that these guys made quite a commotion as they're uh, going through the city streets trying to find a specific manger where Jesus was. Now all these people and all these animals with these people had come to town. It was, it was bursting, overflowing, no room in the inn. You know the story, you know all about it. It's overcrowded. Um, there, there's gonna be mangers everywhere, but there's only gonna be one that has a newborn infant in it. And so the Bible doesn't say, uh, it's certainly very possible that, uh, that, that the star had appeared at that point. The, the wise men had seen the star and and so uh, it could very well be, uh, although the Bible doesn't say that the shepherds followed the star, they followed the directions of the angel, but it could be that they saw this star and, and that led them. It could be that the angel gave them more directions than what we have recorded here in scripture, and, and maybe they said, you know, turn left at the second light and, and uh, uh, head down to the, the Chick-fil-A and then turn left, whatever the case. It, it, we don't have that recorded, but I, I think most likely those shepherds just took off. And they're just uh, acting before they're thinking, probably. And they just start nosing around. And they start bugging people. And they start saying, is this the place? And people are going, what in the world are you talking about? And, and it's like 2 a.m. And they're just nosing around and they finally find the baby in the food trough. I'm sure they weren't worried about keeping quiet or what was etiquette. They weren't known for their etiquette. They were determined to do what the angel had told them. They were now uh, witnesses and messengers. They were carriers of the good news that was for all the people that was going to bring great joy. Now, we don't have record of how long they stayed. It's, it's really rather quick. It says they found, uh, and again in the King James, I thought the manger was really big because it says they found Mary, Joseph, and the babe lying in a manger. And again, it sounds like a king-sized manger. Um, I like the NIV that says it a little better uh, and the baby who was lying in a manger uh, but anyway they found him and, and, and they see him and then the very next verse it says after seeing him they took off and started spreading the word I'm guessing that they stayed more than two seconds and probably less than two hours somewhere in there they, they stayed uh, it sounds like they stayed long enough to tell Mary and Joseph what they had encountered in their whole big uh, you know dramatic event out on the hillside because uh, Mary would have would have would have it says that she pondered all these things when all the shepherd had, shepherds had told them about all this uh, it, most scholars believe that Mary was one of the primary people that that the uh, the Bible uh, scholars uh, interviewed in order to get some of this story of Jesus when they wrote down the gospels and so so Mary would have known these uh, these stories they, they, they would have stuck around to tell well how in the world did you find us well there's angel and and they probably are telling they're probably raising their voice and it, it certainly was not a Silent night, uh, where uh, where the baby is not sleeping, even even though the the, the cows are lowing and all those kinds of things. I, I, it's just in a song. These these guys are excited. Uh, 
and they're sharing, and they, they, they witness this thing now that the angels told, and now it plays out, and it's amazing, and here we are, and there we go. And, and then, from that point, they took off, but they didn't just take off and, okay, well, that was cool, let's head back to, they said, it says, they spread the word concerning what had to- been told them about this child. Of course they did. I mean, it's virtually unbelievable. I mean, you can probably picture the excitement at being carriers of this holy mess. I mean, angels had been the carriers. Now, uh, they're, they're picking up the baton, so to speak, and now they're the carriers of this message. I mean, they're, they're from the very, every ounce of their being is proclaiming through the streets of, of Bethlehem, good news, it's for everybody. <laughs> Glory to God in the highest, great joy. That's the story, you've probably heard it before. Probably told more eloquently than that, but we need to bring it home for us today in the 2018 Advent season, week three with the pink candle burning. Is there still good news? And is that good news for all the people, even us, even people that we see every day, even people in other countries that we'll maybe never meet, even people that don't think like we think, people that don't look like we look or use the same, speak the same language that we speak, is it still good news for all people? And should we be filled with exuberant joy? The good news is that Jesus has come and that he's coming again. That's what we proclaim week after week, especially during this season of Advent. But, but why does that matter for us? I mean, the world is, is, is a broken and, and a sinful place, and you don't have to be around very long to realize that, but, but it's not just the world, it's, it's you and I. We are broken, sinful people. And there's hurt, and there's fear, and there's anxiety, and, and people have harmful habits and, and thoughts, and, and we don't always do what we should, and we don't always want what we should. Sin has been causing problems for centuries. No one is exempt All the people are affected by the consequences of sin. Even you, even me, even the people you will meet every day, even the people that are in a far off country that you'll never meet that doesn't even don't even speak the same language that you speak. All the people. Sin has been causing problems and separating us from God. And into that this broken, sinful world comes a savior. Someone who can heal the brokenness, someone who can bring forgiveness, someone who can bring holiness, someone who brings redemption. Jesus came and he's coming again to put everything right. As we saw a couple of weeks ago, redemption is near. God is putting everything right. So can you see how that good news should make sin-sick people rejoice? Because all of the people are dealing with sin and now Jesus has come for all of the people and so because he has, it's good news for all of the people and it produces great joy. I'm, I'm convicted and challenged by, uh, by author and theologian N.T. Wright who says that many of us have changed the Christian message from good news to good advice. We, we, we tell people that they should do good things and live good lives because that'll bring about the best results. Sermons turn into three points in a prayer, and those three points better start with the same word or rhyme. Um, or or we, we distill our message down to 144 characters or less so that it's tweetable. 
or we have five steps to a better you or all, all of this, those things. And all of that might be true and it, and it might be fine, but, but it's not good news, it's good advice. Good news tells about something that happened and because it did, everything is different. Those angels didn't form a choir because they had five great pointers for a healthy marriage or six steps to a, great, a better you in the new year. Those angels didn't have good advice. They simply, simply proclaimed there's good news and it's for everybody and it's gonna bring great joy. A savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace on whom his favor rests. And so that since there's still good news and since it's still for all people, even a couple thousand years later, you and I have to be like those shepherds. I mean, we just, we just have to be like those shepherds. Once we witness and experience Jesus, we become carriers of the message of Jesus. There's good news. It's for all people, even greasy people like shepherds, like you and me. You don't have to be a slave to sin. You don't have to be depressed by the cares of this life. You don't have to live in fear for the future. You don't have to be broken. Why? Because the Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. Jesus came and he is coming again. It's good news. It's for all the people and produces great joy. Those adjectives make all the difference. Some of you today may be needed to hear that the good news is even for you. Some of you today probably needed to hear that that good news is worth proclaiming to all the people, that you are a messenger, a carrier of that message. Father God, I pray that that you would speak to our hearts, each one individually, that you, you know each of us by name, you know us better than we know ourselves, that even though we're in a, in a group here gathered this morning, that you are speaking to each one of us personally. Lord, help us to know that Jesus came for us. We're part of all the people, even us. Help us to know that you loved us enough to send Jesus, and that is good news. Lord, I pray that you'll also help us to not keep that to ourselves. Lord, whether it's an invitation or just speaking up or just loving on somebody this week, I just pray that you will help us to step into the opportunities that you bring for, to us to bring the message of hope, the good news of great joy that's for all the people, that you'll help us to bring that uh, in our lives wherever we go, that we can be like those shepherds and proclaim that message that the angels brought to them. Lord, I pray that in, in these next days, as we do all of the things to prepare for Christmas, help us not to neglect the preparation of our hearts, that we can take the time to spend with you, to know you more, to know that you are a God who loves us and calls us personally by name, that you sent Jesus for us, that he has come, that he is with us now, and that he's coming again. We don't quite make sense out of all of that except to know that it's true. We long for you in our lives and through our lives. Lord, thank you for the opportunities that you're bringing our way to proclaim the good news 
that is great joy for all people. In Jesus' name we pray.